0: (laughs) do you want to look
1: like a cool mom yeah you want to look like a cool mom does your mom want to look like a cool mom yeah she does and everyone looks a little cooler with a tattoo Jessie Hopeless, the amazing tattoo artist you heard on our show, she hand-drew a sheet of six temporary mom tattoos. So hot. Get them for Mother's Day at LongestShortestTime.com. Plus, find your Mother's Day gift from our store. It helps support our show. Go to LongestShortestTime.com and hit the shop button. When you're expecting a baby, it's common to take some time to write out your birth plan or, you know birth wishes. But you know what no one ever writes? No one ever writes, I plan to give birth in a car. But it happens, and when it does and everyone's okay, those parents get really good at telling that story. (laughs) This is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Andrea Salenzi, and today we're packing as many car birth stories as we can into one episode. Here's what we did. On a cold evening in March, we opened up our phone lines to listeners who had their babies in cars. The show's going to be call in style. Baby born in my car. Beep, 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 yeah. We've got producer Kristen Clark in the control room screening calls. And I was told that these first callers had their son in a taxi cab. We are rolling. We are so ready to go. I've got chris and carrie on the line in new york city are you ready to hear them hello hi welcome to the show oh thanks for having us who did we give birth to who's this a story about hudson hudson like the river yep
2: the odd part about it was that that name was picked out months before we had him on the hudson river (laughs) because <laughs> we had them on the West Side Highway. Yeah, so we it was overlooking the Hudson River. Oh, hi, Hudson. You say hi, head. Hi. He's four and a half now, so this, he, you know, I don't know
1: if he remembers what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess not, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My baby brother's turning one. Oh, that's so cool. They, you have a little brother? Yeah. Where was he born? At the hospital. Where were you born? <laughs> At the hospital <Hudson> level. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the doula was like, let me check. She's like, yes, that's the head. And she was so calm and wonderful. And she got into, like, the well of the seat in the back. And um, she's like, we're going to have this baby now. Chris, you might want to turn around because your baby's about to be born. And Carlos, the driver, just kept driving. And, like, Hudson just kind of pushed himself out. He kind of just, yeah, it was the... The baby, there's a the the baby, baby the yeah and <laughs> like we had what 10 more minutes until we got to the hospital so we just held on to hudson and we yeah and then once we got to the hospital we were trying to get in to the hospital before i had to give you you know give birth
1: to the placenta as well so that happened at the hospital
2: well, no,
3: because they weren't quick enough.
2: <gasps> they, yeah, they, um, the, yeah, the doctors weren't quick enough to come left. out, and so that the reason why we wanted to get into the hospital for that because that part is actually even messier than giving birth to the baby. So yeah, so that 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 was why we gave. Uh, lots of extra
1: money to Carlos. <laughs> You're right. It would have been a little, little less money if the yeah. placenta hadn't happened in the car. Right. Exactly.
3: It actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. Was, uh, the hospital was a little quicker and got her inside. It actually was not that bad until that point.
1: Were you guys charged for the whole birth ordeal by the hospital or partial?
3: No, it was partial. I don't know. Yeah. They definitely know. I, I yeah, it, it
1: was.
2: It was a lot
3: cheaper. Was, yeah. And they, they didn't charge us for any of that stuff
1: okay so now we are going to kelsey in minnesota welcome to the show hi when we had left
4: the house the baby was already crowning and my husband said no time for pants and no time for shoes and so i was wearing a tank top disposable underwear depends because i didn't want to worry about the mess of labor and a big blanket that I had pointed to when we left the house, and my husband ran and got it, and it saved our car from any evidence of birth. Oh,
1: is this the product of your your car birth? Is this Jordan? Yes,
5: yes, that was Jordan.
1: What's Jordan's middle name?
4: It would be Carr, and they spelled it K-A-R-R, just for some fun, but it it was going to be Jordan Bennett, and so we changed it just to kind of make
1: a memorable point in his name how memorable was this for you john
5: it was crazy i, I there are details i will never forget like um, leaving the house kelsey doing all the work while i'm you know driving 70 75 miles an hour up highway 100 towards the birth center
4: i would not look at the speedometer
1: i was too scared
5: <laughs> her calmness is probably the only thing that uh, kept us safe
1: <laughs> how did you find that calmness where did that come from
4: You know, we'd watched birth videos during our education class and because of the videos, I had been able to imagine myself in a tub for birth, reaching down and feeling my baby. And, you know, I wanted to be the one to be able to bring the baby up out of the water. And so it was just happening the same way, but in a car without the water and the serene environment.
1: This is in the front seat of the car right yes is that an okay position in the passenger seat i mean
4: (laughs) it was it worked i was kind of like tilted to the side over the middle console thing and so i just made it work
1: however i had to i guess hello stacy in salt lake city (laughs) how are you today oh i'm good where are you off to
6: we are just picking up and dropping off kids. I actually just picked up my 14-year-old who was born in the car from play practice, so she's here, too.
1: Can I ask her name? What's her name? Can she hear me? Ashlyn. Ashlyn. Yeah, I can hear you. Do you remember being born in a car? Oh, absolutely. Every moment. <laughs> Do you think it's giving you a special relationship with cars in your life? <laughs> well, I mean, with minivans, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, lucky you. It was a minivan. I just got off the phone with a Honda Civic birth. (laughs) It was a gray minivan, apparently.
6: (laughs) And every time we pass by that spot in the highway, we have a moment of
2: silence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So how did you end up on the side of highway giving birth to this now 14-year-old? She was was my second baby, and my first
6: baby was just completely normal. 12-hour labor in the hospital, normal. And so this one, I wanted an all-natural birth in the hospital. And so I started into labor, and it was moving really quickly, and I didn't realize at the time how quickly it was moving. I thought I had hours and hours and hours left to go. And we got in the car, and it became very apparent very quickly that she was coming. And so my husband ended up pulling over to the side of the road and catching the baby. (laughs)
1: Wow. Did you do the placenta
6: also in the minivan? No, the placenta was pretty stuck, so I ended up having to have it removed in the hospital, which was actually worse than giving birth on the side of the road.
1: Interesting. Why is that? Well, because
6: she came so fast and furious, and then they basically had to manually remove the placenta, and I hadn't had any medication, of course. And the medication that they did give me in my IV once I got to the hospital didn't do anything. And so that part was worse than the actual labor itself.
1: Do you think it's because it was baby number two that she came so quick? (laughs) I think it's because it's Ashlyn. (laughs) No, but is that true that Ashlyn's personality is kind of like, I'm here, (laughs) let's go? Oh, yes. Very much. (laughs) Oh, yes. I think she engineered
6: it all. She thought it would be funny. (laughs) (laughs) What became of that car? So my <laughs> so they loaded me and the baby into the ambulance and took us to the hospital and my husband followed behind us in the minivan covered in birth goo and I guess the next day he took it in to get it detailed and get it professionally cleaned and <laughs> when he got there they had to call the police and verify <gasps> the police report of what had happened in the car so they made sure they weren't cleaning up any evidence from a crime or a potential oh, crime scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> who knew? And the one I supposedly really bad for, it, he said it was just some poor 18-year-old boy who had to
1: clean up after this burst in the car. <laughs> and I thought I probably scarred whoever that was for life. <laughs> no, but I mean, wouldn't it be way worse if you had murdered someone and thought, oh, I'll just get the car detailed? <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Michael. I hear he's in the car, too
3: there we're crossing over from the 10 onto the 405 andrea says the the baby's coming i can feel the head and she's like right now and so she like she slides her pants down she's in the front seat i look down and sure enough there's the baby's head and so we basically we pull over we're on the overpass we pull over there's no shoulder oh no i hop out we call 911 and 911 is great. They will guide you through the whole process. So they told us exactly what to do. You know, and we, ha- we had the baby there in the middle of bumper-to-bumper traffic. Fortunately, the EMTs came about 10 minutes later. All of a sudden, there's like 10, you know, EMTs and firefighters swarming around the car, which apparently is pretty common there, we found out afterwards.
1: Oh, do you think car births are more common along the four hundred and five?
3: Huh. I think so because i I said like i here I am thinking this is wow, this is crazy, and they're like, oh the firefighters are like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time you know hit me over there he he did one last night, and you know, so it, apparently it's not it's not as big a deal in l a beep, beep, beep,
1: beep, yeah. see, I told you that these stories really deliver <laughs> eh. Okay, coming up, Kristen says we have someone on the line who gave birth in a cab and someone who's got tips on how to run a red light. Don't speed away. We're going to be right back.
0: (laughs) Advertisements.
1: Uh, Who do we got on the line, Kristen? I think we've got Rebecca in Iowa City now. This is a birth that happened in Copenhagen.
7: All right, you ready? Yes. So, husband calls the taxi. I decide to go use the bathroom really quick before we leave. While I'm in there, one of the really unpleasant acts of childbirth is oftentimes you poop while you are pushing the baby out. And I thought... I think I need to poop. And so I thought, why didn't I do it here in the comfort of my home rather than in front of other human beings? And so I bore down just slightly, just enough to make my water break. And then in that moment, I had this gigantic transitional contraction. And what a transitional contraction is, it's when your baby moves from your uterus into your vagina and you're like, oh crap, I'm having this baby right now. <laughs> and in that moment, I thought, what do I do? Do I Stay here in this this tiny apartment with my sister and my baby and my you know toddler, and have this baby, or do I try to make it to the hospital? And I decided to try to make it to the hospital. So we jump in a car and we go tearing down the highway because immediately as soon as I get in the car, I start screaming that I can't have a baby in a cab, and the driver's going as fast as he possibly can.
1: Did the cab driver hesitate for a second? Like, no, 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 you can't get in here, or was did he get it? No, no, it, I didn't start screaming until I got in the car. <laughs> Good. you held it together. Kind of too late at that point. Yes.
7: <laughs> so, my husband later said he did not think I was serious until I took my pants off, and that's when he realized that things were pretty dire. Are you both in the back seat of the cab? Yes, we were both in the back seat. It's <sighs> twilight, so you can't really see what's going on. You know, other than just me oh, freaking my out. God. Yeah, so then we pull up to the, we pull up and at this point the baby's head has been born. So the cab driver jump out of the car and runs for dear life to go get somebody my husband gets out of the car and runs around to the other side of the car and in that like moment that I'm alone in the car I have this like sudden urge like, I, like I've got to push the baby out what if something's wrong and so I like barely push and he like plops out like on the seat next to me I didn't even have the like force out to pick him up or anything and so my husband opens the door and sees my son like laying there on the seat and picks him up <laughs> 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 and you know and, The the best part about it was that I remember seeing his little face and like immediately he started to cry and I was like, okay, thank God, you're fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) The other thing I thought was amazing was they're like, yeah, can you like walk over here to this gurney so we can will you inside, which, you know, the baby is still attached to me. So I'm like holding the baby, trying to like hold on to every shred of my dignity by like having one leg still like in my pants, you know, like, you know, it just must've looked ridiculous
1: tim welcome to the show hey thanks for having me
5: by 11 my wife's water broke by 1 a.m she was in labor and by four something like it was on on (laughs) (laughs) and so this new call comes and she's like okay it looks like we're pretty more advanced than i thought and after consulting with my wife and calming her down, who is running from room to room, that's her style of natural labor, evidently, she says, take your wife into the bathroom, see if you can feel ahead. And I took her into the bathroom, and <laughs> I got to about my first pinky knuckle, <laughs> like the, the first one. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So we hop in the car, my mother in law's there, she drives a duelist car, so she's following in like this little tiny Prius. Meanwhile I have this BMW lease that I used to work for them. Nice car, right? This is three series sedan, very sleek. So I'll just tell that part now. Definitely cleaned it out, got it deep. I cleaned it out as best well as I could, took it to the detailers, they did as best they could, kinda of started to smell about a weekend and I handed the keys back to BMW and said, Here you go.
1: Quick question inspired by a pass caller. When you took it to the detailers, did they have to call the police to make sure that...
5: Oh, I, that. And I was like, oh, I didn't get that. I must have gone to, like, the back alley one where <laughs> you could pay them to get rid of bodies or something. But don't they know. don't
1: ask questions <laughs> about lots of body fluids. Good, good. <laughs> Send me that address later, just in case.
5: Right, right. They're like, oh, congratulations. They gave me, like, a gift card for their service or whatever. So we get in the car, and we're thinking it's, like, 30 minutes to Stanford, you know, which is in-network. We're definitely up to date our, you know, up to amount on our deductibles. So like, we want to have our baby there. And we make it, like, four minutes. And my wife's, like, this is happening now. And so the doula and my wife are in the backseat. I'm in the front. They got this beautiful little aura going between the two of them. They're totally in sync. I'm hitting every red, stopping, running every red because it's, like, four-something in the morning. I pull up next to a police officer and I'm in the turn lane at a major major intersection. Waiting to turn, the baby's already born. My wife is, you know, they're having this beautiful moment. It's actually an amazing birth. But the cops right there and I'm like, if I can get this dude to give me an escort we can just blow through the rest of these right Whoa. and i don't know if the guy was coming off shift or or something or if he's i'm pretty sure he saw it was going to the back seat and he would not make eye contact with me <gasps> <laughs> i'm so i'm across my passenger because he's going straight i'm in the turn lane left i'm across my passenger seat with the window open trying to flag him down while my foot's still on you know the pedals my wife's like why is it so cold what's wrong with you and finally i'm just like screw it and so I just run the red I'm like if dude chases me there's my escort (laughs) people are going to stop for his life so let's just do this so I'm powerful like I said just you know going for it Uh, and so this son was born at like probably 85 or 90 miles an hour wow Pull up to the ER, and they sent one dude out there with a wheelchair. And he saw my face when I pulled in on the power slide, and he's like, "I have, gr- I could just see in his face, I have gravely misjudged this situation." Wait, <laughs>
1: power slide? So, Stop into. So you told me it would be like a Steve McQueen style power slide. That means your car just kind of well, right into the hospital.
5: You will drive. Yeah, like yeah, I was. Going for it. I've done some racetrack training for my previous jobs, and it was yeah. I mean, you're trying not to bounce everybody around, but you're trying to get there as fast as you can. You don't want you know everyone's unbuckled. there My wife delivered on all fours. You know, I got this new son in the backseat. It's kind of harrowing trying to balance the whole thing. So get there, and then people just start pouring out of everywhere to come help. They let me cut the cord in the back seat, was just really awesome. Ripped off my shirt. To get baby skin to skin, which was cool, but then I'm just walking around this hospital covered in covered in you know birth goo and blood, and and uh, <laughs> my wife delivered placenta upstairs, and eventually uh, everything was fine and turning the lease. and And on the bright side, we didn't have to pay for doing the delivery because we kind of covered that ourselves. How old's your kid now? Uh, he just turned two in March, and he is a calm maniac. He is everything you'd expect from having a birth like this. (laughs) He's a million miles an hour, totally in control, you know, way too calm and way too smug about what's going on at all times. But he is extremely reflective of the situation.
1: (laughs) Okay, we got to go now to Bethany
0: in New Jersey. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. 20 minutes later, my water breaks while I'm sleeping. In my bed, breaks across my bed. And I jump up, started screaming, Seth, oh, my God, oh, my God. And so we jump up, and I, I jumped in the shower because I was water was coming everywhere, and I jumped in the shower, and I didn't turn it on. I was just standing there as the water was flowing out of me, and I'm already in transition. I'm screaming my head off. like Oh, my gosh. I was already in the last stages of labor. And so I'm standing there, and I don't hear my husband, Seth, and so I go back in our room, and he's still cuddling with my daughter. <laughs> Just lost it. What do you think you're doing? What part of you have to go right now? Do you not understand? And he he jumped like I've never seen him jump in his life. And he jumped out, got dressed, got me, put a a dress on me, and no pants, thank God, (laughs) because my water had already broken. And we called our babysitter. She was back within minutes. I don't know how she did it. And we ran down the stairs. And I had two contractions just going down our stairs. And we Whoa. don't have a lot of stairs.
3: Whoa.
0: <laughs> and so we're standing on my porch, and my husband's on the phone with his mom just saying, like, come and relieve the babysitter because she was here until 3 a.m., and now she's back here at 7.30 a.m. Like, you need to come relieve the babysitter. And so his mom is like, so how are the kids? What are they eaten? <laughs> what should I do with them He's today? like, no, mom, 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 can't do this now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's exactly what he said. And then he hung up on her. And in this, like, back of my mind, I was like, oh, well, that's actually, I've never seen him do that before. That's really funny that he just hung up on his mom. Wow, she's going to be really upset about that. We're driving, and he's like, the light turned on our corner, and he's waiting. We have to take a left, and he's waiting for other people to go. I'm like, just cut them off. Mm -hmm. This is the only time in your entire life you can just cut someone off, cut them off. And he looked at me like, Bethany, do not backseat drive. And he looked at my face and was like, okay, okay, honey, (laughs) whatever you say, I will do whatever you say, whatever. And so we get on route one, which is like the major road going south down to Princeton. And... I was like, this is not, I'm not going to ha- this is not happening. I am not going to make it. And he said, he said to me later, he knew on the porch that we were never going to make it. Oh my gosh. And so I'm like, why did we even get in the car? And I, I think it's because we didn't want to have a baby in front of our kids and our babysitter.
6: Oh. Um, but I said
0: to our babysitter on my way out the door, I'm totally having this effing baby on the side of the road. <laughs> like that was the last thing I said to her <laughs> on her way out the door. How much
1: of your brain is thinking about pushing versus not pushing?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. I was just, like, trying not to push. And it's I, I liken it to when you have food poisoning and you have to have diarrhea. You consciously do have you poop. And it does feel like that, too, because pushing feels like pooping. But there's basically no controlling it. You can just only hold it in for so long before you poop your pants. And that's basically what having a baby in the car is like. Right. You it's it technically as as voluntary, can. but suddenly it's it's kind of not. And. Yeah, it's like, you just have to get this out because it's 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 excruciating to hold in pushing. So we were driving down Route 1, and I had Waze on my phone, and I was looking at it. And it was rush hour Friday morning, and I looked at the time creeping from, like, you're 20 minutes away, you're 24 minutes away, you're 29 minutes away. And when it hit 29, I was like, done. I am done. <laughs> I, I'm going to push once just to get the feeling out because I just I'm just I'm just gonna do it once. And so I pushed once and I was like, Oh, that felt so good and then I I was like and then the next contraction hit like thirty seconds later and I was like, I'm just gonna push one more time. That felt so good. I'm only gonna push a little bit and then I felt his head. The car's still moving. The Car's still moving. We were in the left lane and I said, We have to pull over right now and he looked at me and was like, Okay, time's up. We got halfway <laughs> So he pulled into a gravel parking lot at an auto body shop and ran around the side of the car and was on the phone with 911.
1: You were a little annoyed with Seth for pulling over at this random gravel parking lot in front of an auto body shop. It's like, there's a Target, there's a grocery store, there are better businesses nearby.
0: It was really dusty. It was really dirty. He opened the door and there was like dust flying everywhere. I'm like, there's literally a McDonald's on the corner. Just go to McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Park in the back of the McDonald's parking lot. Instead, it's Jeff's garage. <laughs> it's Jeff's garage. He wanted me to have privacy, he said, which I appreciate. But there was dust everywhere. And I feel like it wasn't that much to ask to just pull into the back of the McDonald's. So by the time he gets around to the side of the car, I'm already pushing. And he, I mean, I'm pushing. I've been pushing for a while. And the head's already out. And I look over like my enormous belly because he was nine pounds. And I, I can see that he like looks kind of purple. And so I was just, like, pushing with all of my might. And I, had I been in a hospital setting where I wasn't terrified, it probably would have taken a couple more pushes to push him. But I was just like, I need to get this baby out of me. Like, there's, some, I, there's something wrong. And so we push him out, and Seth puts him on my chest, and he's not moving and he's not breathing. And it was the single most terrifying moment of my life. Like, what have I done? I did something wrong. I shouldn't be on the side of the road. And now I've, like, delivered a stillborn baby, and there's nobody here but my husband and I at 8 a.m. on the side of the road. What did the 911
1: operator say?
0: She was so useless. We were, we were screaming, like, he's not moving, he's not breathing, what do we do? And she just kept saying, help is on the way. And that's not helpful. <laughs> In this moment, that is not helpful. So I, I remembered a blog post that one of my girlfriends wrote, and I feel like it was, like, divine intervention that I had this sort of lightning bolt. Memory in that very heated moment, and I remembered my friend, my girlfriend Sarah, had an accidental home birth, and her nine one one operator was not useless, and told her to rub the baby and massage it and just try to jostle it awake a little bit, because he's still sort of (laughs) in your he's in your uterus and there's there's an oxygen flow that way, and so intellectually I knew like he's still attached to the placenta, he's getting oxygen. But when you push out a purple, not moving baby, it's terrifying, especially when you're on the side of the road. So we started jostling him and rubbing his back and trying to stimulate him, and it worked. Mm-hmm. And I saw him, like, move his lips ever so slightly and take a little breath. And then he moved him again and took a little bit of a bigger breath. And then I saw his lips turn pink. And at that point, I was like, okay, we're okay. Like, he's not dead. I hear the ambulance coming, like, by the time they get here. He Like, I I think that we can make it for a couple minutes until the ambulance gets here. And then it turned out to be the police. But by the time the police got out and sort of ambled over, he was breathing and he was, like, clearly okay. And it was probably only two minutes, but it was, like, the most terrifying two minutes of our
6: lives.
1: All right, we have... Wow, way more people than we can fit in for the rest of the show. So when we come back, we're going to do a Carbert speed round. Stay with us. I'm like,
5: I'm like,
3: oh, you have your mouth open, oh, you. Advertisements. What's under here? <laughs> What's under here? <laughs>
1: Welcome back to our Car Births Call In Spectacular, or, you know, as I've been calling it, the definitive oral history of the state of car births in modern times. Baby born in my car. Beep, 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 yeah. Okay, now for our speed round. We've got Elizabeth. Hi, thanks for having me. Elizabeth in Los Angeles is a host of her own podcast called Totally Lame who also had this experience of pulling up to her birth center and walking herself, placenta still in, baby now out, over to her own gurney.
2: When I was walking into the birth center, holding him, I was like, oh, I hope I'm not getting anything dirty, like dripping too much. And they were like, no, 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 you're fine. And my husband was like, meanwhile, you could have water skied on what was coming after me. (laughs)
1: Lauren in Milwaukee. She gave birth in an ambulance.
2: There was one paramedic who was, like, totally arguing with me. He was like, pull up your pants. I said, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to do that. And the other guy was just like, do whatever she wants. We got into the ambulance. They said, OK, you're fine. We're going to make it to the hospital. I felt fired. And I was like, no, I have to push.
1: He said, don't. So I just pulled my knees to my stomach, and I've heard from some other callers tonight that it, you you can't really not push. There is no power in me where I could not push. Like I'm going to push.
2: I'm, I have no control over this. It just has to happen. Your body just knows. So um, yeah, he saw that. He freaked out. He stopped the ambulance, and I grabbed her from
1: my body and pulled her to my chest. <laughs> he believed me then. <laughs> And Jennifer in Los Angeles. She gave her daughter the middle name Sunset because she was born along Sunset Boulevard. They were like
6: 50-50 on whether or not we could even get a birth certificate because maybe in LA there's some stuff with illegal immigrants and citizenship issues or something. So they agreed to issue a birth certificate because they had to deliver the placenta in the hospital they could sign up on that, but they didn't, like, they couldn't automatically issue me a social security number for her or something. So I had to take all the hospital paperwork down to the social security office later and be like, she was born in the wild. So that was sort of unusual, I guess.
1: After we closed the phone lines, we had one quick call to make. Hello. It's Hillary Frank, our show's creator and executive producer. We told her that we'd check in when we were done recording. At dinner tonight, I was telling Sasha, my eight-year-old, that we were doing this and that people were going to be calling in and telling you about giving birth in the car. And she said, is that allowed? (laughs) It kind of isn't, (laughs) as I've learned. You know, like, if you give birth in the wild, you have to go through a huge rigmarole with the Social Security Administration in order to get your ID number. Oh, man. And a lot of ambulance workers and police officers weren't thrilled to be involved in a car birth. (laughs) No, they don't want to come to your rescue. The other thing you could tell Sasha is that if she wants to start practicing, I know she does own a cardboard car. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll tell her to start practicing giving birth in it. She also likes to give birth to her stuffed animals, so it'll all come together. We have so many people to thank, especially our callers. And two special shout-outs. We want to thank Tiffany in Louisville, Kentucky, who we just couldn't squeeze in. She gave birth on MLK Day this year in a car in the middle of a snowstorm. And we also missed the chance to talk with Lindsay in New Jersey, who told us that she's planning to gift her daughter the car she was born in when she turned 17. All right, we have photos of a few of our car babies up now on our website. You can go see them yourself. That is longestshortesttime.com. And while you're there, we want to hear from you. Tell us how your birth plan took a U-turn. In the comments for this episode, that is episode number 157. This show is produced by me, Andrea Salenzi, with Kristen Clark, who has been so helpful in the control room. Thank you, Kristen. woo This is awesome. Our show's creator and executive producer is Hilary Frank. Uh, Hillary, how about next week we do Elevator Birds? Or in an Elevator. <laughs> That's another show. Yes. <laughs> That's it. This week's jingle was made for us by Tracy Patochnik. She's a future guest on the show and sings in the band Cardboard Ox. CardboardOxMusic.com Our engineer and live phone master extraordinaire is Jared O'Connell, who is with us in the control room right now. Woohoo! And we also have great help from Pete Karam. Our technical director is the Reverend John Delore. Our music is performed by hotmoms.gov and directed by Allison Layton Brown. We get editorial support from Peter Clowney, Antonia Agatunde, Anne-Marie Baldonado, Rekha Murthy, and Julia Wang. Next week on The Longest Shortest Time, a short black chick meets a tall, blue-eyed Viking, and she's gonna rob the cradle. He's younger than me. He's six and a half years younger than me. And I think that had a lot to do with it. We'll talk about the family they created. Do not miss this episode. Make sure you're subscribed to The Longest Shortest Time in Stitcher or your favorite podcast app so you won't miss a thing. And as always, we want to hear stories from you guys. Right now, we're especially looking for surprising stories about single parents getting back in the dating game. Just go to longestshortesttime.com hit the Participate tab, and submit your story. Woo! That's a wrap. I'm delighted that you can have your car declared a biohazard. <laughs> that just feels like a point of pride, you know? Hey, Caroline. Yes? What do you get when you mix some amazing guests, two hosts with microphones, I think that's you and me, and the Statue of Liberty. Uh, A live taping of Unladylike in New York City. You got it, girl. Join Kristen and me for Unladylike Live at the Bell House on Wednesday, May 16th. We'll be doing an unladylike take on beauty with all-star guests, comedian Sashir Zameda and writer Gia Tolentino. Will Caroline's clinical strength deodorant hold up to the task? No, because it hasn't historically. Tickets are available now at bellhouseny.com. But hurry they won't last long. They really won't. Because my mom is buying them all. Yeah. So, Thank you, Sally. Please also come. See y'all there.
6: Stitching!